Hi, this is Dean Stockwell, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack XM Radio. isn't as sad as ours. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. All right there, everybody. Here we go once again. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost. I am announcer and pain in the ass Dave Martin. Along beside me is Kathleen McGee. This is a no-holds-barred talk show uh, talking about uh, events in the news, pop culture, and the state of Canadian stand-up comedy. And we are without Darren Frost this week because he is being annoyed to death uh, by his family a Disney World trip in Florida. Florida. But, but beside me is uh, the uh, wonderful and fabulous Kathleen McGee. I'm wonderful. You, and f- I'm fabulous. Wonderful and fabulous. Wonderful and fabulous. <laughs> There's a certain air of tension that is not here this week uh, because uh, Darren is not with us, but he is down in Florida. Darren is down in Florida. And I'm super excited. This week we have amazing guests. We have uh, Kay Trevor Wilson, who's one of my favorite uh, Toronto comics, and... My childhood crush. Uh, we have Scott Thompson on the show tonight or today. What I know. I'm, I, I mean, like, I remember seeing the kids in the hall for the very first time, and it was just a... You don't forget that. No, no. I, I, I remember seeing them live, and uh, I not. I remember going to see them tape their show in studio. Because you're much older than me. I am much older than you. And you lived here. And I lived here. But I also remember seeing like them on television, and they were such, like, it was such a new and exciting thing. It's like, oh, my God, the kids in the hall. I know. It'd be like, I think it was on Monday nights. We'd always, every Tuesday come back to school and you would redo the sketches with all your friends. Right. And I remember that even the first season of the Kids in the Hall, like, it was myself and like one or two other guys were the only people that watched, at least I, that would watch in the Kids in the Hall. And then, we, you know, we'd like throw out, you know, hey, Pedro, you know, or, uh, oh no, it was Hey Lopez was the, one of the sketches. And we would, yeah, we'd talk about the characters and then the second and third season, the Kids in the Hall got more and more, uh, you know, popular. But So did this was, show is going to kick ass. Yeah. And no, it was Halloween this weekend, too. It, it was Halloween and, uh, we uh, we did a, sh- a hockey benefit show. We did in uh, Oakville. It was fun. And you did a rape joke. So, listen, <laughs> I you know what? Fuck Why? you, Dave Martin, because Why? I I you have to admit I did a really great no, job. You did on an that amazing show. job, and I said they uh, fucking love me. As soon as I get off stage, I'm expecting maybe Dave might say, "Wow, that was really good." He goes, "I can't believe you did a rape joke here. Can't believe you that did." I can <laughs> I congratulated you on what a great job you did. No, you did. I did too. You said I can't believe you did a rape joke. That was the first thing was you said. Was that the first thing I yeah. said? Okay, well, it shouldn't have been. The first thing I should have said was that was an amazing job, and you did a fantastic job. And the amount of crowd work that you did off the top was great. And I and uh, one of the other comics, I leaned over to him and I said, "You can never discredit the amount of experience you get from doing like uh, road gigs in Alberta it's because true. you could really see your experience on stage and dealing with those hockey nut jobs." That's what I always say: is like Alberta comics, you can say what you want to say about them there, but we have gone through some shitty gigs and and the thing is i started doing road gigs a year in and you have to have a half an hour and even if it's a shitty half an hour you're in front of people so i think you get better crowd work experience up there i even was talking to a comic out here 
Because they were saying, it's so frustrating, everything's so slow in Toronto. I'm like, yeah, because you're competing with 30 to 40 other people that have pretty good skills. You go to a smaller thing, you might be the better thing, and you ha- you can grow and then move to a bigger market. No, there's something to be said about being the big fish in the small yeah. pond and uh, and getting better. And you were thrown out on the road a lot faster out west yeah, than you like are out here. Bob Angeli from the Comedy Factory, six months in, he's like, how much time can you do? I'm like, uh, 10 minutes. He's like, can you do a half an hour? I'm like, I can do 10 minutes. He's like, you're doing a half an hour. <laughs> I'm going to shoot you some scoots. You're going to take my Air Miles card. You're going to get me Air Miles. He's a little bit of a bastard, but you got to love him. It's Bob Angeli the Comedy Factory. <laughs> if you know him, you know what I'm talking about. But I mean, a lot of comics in Toronto start and then they just do like... They, they can... don't do road gigs. Well, because there isn't like... Well, also, there's not, not the, there's not the pressure to get out on the road here because, I mean, you can get on stage, you know, just like in a place like New York. Every but day. You can get on stage every night of the week if you want to here, but you're only doing like seven, ten-minute spots at the most, and you don't get that kind of experience when, you know, you're hitting road gigs. And also... If you're working on the road, you have to do well. You have to get noticed. And, and like, you know, you can brush off, like, a 10-minute shitty set at some bar and grill in Toronto. But if you're getting paid, especially, too, and I think probably Western comics get paid earlier, don't they? Well, basically, like, I'm, I think I remember getting paid for my first time six months in, which is, like, here, that's pretty weird. Um, but, yeah, I know, like, some Toronto comics that moved out to Edmonton yeah. and started doing comedy there. And, I mean... They're, they weren't the strongest when they moved out there, but they have been getting a lot more work, and so they're getting better. But you you have to – rape and abortion jokes at a hockey benefit might not be the most wise thing to do. Well, the rape joke, I don't think it went over as badly as the abortion joke. The abortion joke, <laughs> but it does – you do really have to think uh, a minute. Yeah. Do you want to do the abortion joke? Or well, the want... abortion joke is just basically that was – I kind of wrecked the punchline of it. It's a good joke. Well, you know, it's probably going to be on XM soon because I did a taping. Right. And they're probably going to play it. Well, just check for it on – it's a very, very funny abortion joke. But like I said, it's sort of like – but like even because I did like a a, a domestic violence joke, but it was in the context of gay marriage. Yeah. And it didn't even go over very well there. And it was – and I just kind of – you kind of look at the crowd – and and you do sort of have to judge your crowds yeah. and your material accordingly to them. But I just kind of could tell that, like, any abortion, domestic violence, uh, you know, rape jokes are just going to be like, Ooh. I just liked how I, I, I wasn't going to say it, but there was, I said, I'd said, oh, look at all the DILFs in the room. Dads, I'd like to fuck. Oh, wow. Because I think, like, I really think it's funny because MILF is such a word that everybody can use and everybody's a MILF. But if you say DILF, then all of a sudden the women are like, don't you dare fuck my husband. Don't you dare fuck my don't you dad. dare fuck my dad. And then I called them hockey di- hockey DILFs, but the age is silent. Yeah. Anyway. The, <laughs> <laughs> you weren't impressed by that. No, I I, I was, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> but I just said, the moment you're doing an abortion joke, there's probably you got a whole bunch of moms that are, you know, going to go to a hockey game and look at the, all their little abortions and on skates. And plus you were in are, Oakville in a town where abortion isn't even considered because a lot of people get abortions because they can't afford babies. But they can afford babies in they Oakville. They can afford babies there. But just all their little abortions that they have to put skates on now and watch. Oh, speeding, speeding around the ice and go, oh, you, oh, and if I hadn't had you, I could have gone off to Europe and started a rock band or something I love like hockey uh, hockey family audiences because that's what I grew up with. I grew up in a, all we did was hockey tournaments all winter long. It was crazy. Uh, we we have to uh, we have to keep this show tight because we have a, a a big interview coming up with Scott Thompson and uh, keep it and tight. That's what to, they always say. Yeah, that was, that, I'm doing Kegels right now. All right. Well, we will be right back. I didn't even. You stunned <laughs> well, you me. Dismiss everything. I well, I dismiss it just because my my because you're thinking about my vagina tightening and loosening and tightening. <laughs> Quite possibly. <laughs> Quite possibly, I'm thinking of that. 
Uh, or just, you know, just, what did, you wanted to go off on a vagina tangent. Oh, I did. What, what did was you? that thing about? That was like, oh yeah, I just, cause I asked you guys if you've ever made a vagina sing before, cause oh, right. I've made a penis sing, you and you're like, penis. what are you talking about? I've, I, once there was like a song on in the background, and I gave a guy a BJ, and then I was doing that, I kind of opened it up, so it made it look like his mouth was talking. Yeah, you know what? You know, I'm, no, a, I'm too immature to get blowjobs. I'm too immature. No guy ever really wants to hear the uh, sexual conquest of any girl that he's potentially interested in. <laughs> He's like, oh, really? Oh, that's a great story about how you gave a blowjob somewhere crazy. Uh, um, that's a wonderful bit, a story, anecdote that you can tell the, never again. Uh, I want to. Uh, okay, we are going to we are we are going to go to a break, and we are going to be right back with Scott Thompson. Thank you guys so much for listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost, but he is uh, off in Florida hating himself. Uh, here we go. We'll be right back. And you thought your mother catching you masturbating was uncomfortable. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Hey, this is Christian Potenza, and you're listening to Anything Goes with Darren Frost on Laugh Attack, XM Radio. <laughs> Still waiting for the bestiality videos to get their own category at the Adult Video Awards. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. All right, all right. We are back from the break. Uh, we are here in the studio today right now with uh, our uh, special guest, Scott Thompson. Kathleen McGee is uh, on the other side of the studio, as she always is. And, of course, uh, you remember from segment one, Darren Frost is not with us right now. Uh, he is off in uh, Florida. So there won't be as much yelling today. There won't be as much yelling and berating of me. But uh, That was honestly the best uh, intro ever <laughs> No, because what? Because Scott was like, "Oh, I didn't." End I was. I was talking when you intro. Okay, so well, I'm sorry. Funny. That's quite normal. I'm I'm used to being interrupted and and, and feel free. Upon feel verbally. free to interrupt him. Yeah. Uh, so Scott, we are uh, here today to uh, uh, plug in a number of projects that you are up to right now. Uh, oh, we're just here to talk. Well, we are here to talk. Yeah. But that we do have some things that we want to bring up. Sure. You had some very funny stories about uh, about uh, Halloween in Toronto oh. uh, it, way back in the day that you, because, you were telling us on the way home. Because we, yes. we, we we did a show on Saturday night yep. at the very secret location mm-hmm. in uh, one of uh, Toronto's uh, very infamous uh, pot the rooms. The Underground Comedy Club. Yes. The Underground Comedy Club. Can we you, say who hosts it? Yeah, we can say Boyd Banks hosts it. Boyd Banks, yeah. It's called Boyd Banks Shroom Show. Yeah. yeah. So he uh, Boyd is under the influence of a number of different hallucinations, things. possibly. Yes, and uh, allegedly, 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 he is and you're not allowed to publicize it. And no. only cool people show up because yeah. only cool people are allowed in. Right. And I know that sounds like like I'm a cool person finally, but finally maybe I'm a little bit of a cool person. I think you are. I think it's a great club. I enjoyed performing there a lot. It's a very fun, intimate little club. It holds about uh, 85 people, yeah. and uh, that's like packed. It's a too. lot. Yeah. Of, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And uh, Scott was there on Saturday. Night, and then we drove home, and then by and the- I've, I'm new to Toronto, right? So, and I'd always heard that Church Street on Halloween is the best right. place to be on the planet because it's yes. just out of control costumes. So I, I really wanted to drive down Church Street. We did, and, and you were giving us a little bit of a history. And it wasn't that exciting, was it? it no, wasn't, no, it really was. I, it was a little dull. My favorite it was disappointing. thing. My favorite thing was seeing Bert and Ernie walking down the street holding hands. That it was, was adorable. Although we didn't see it. I did. Dave and I didn't. I, I, I saw did Bert you? and Ernie, and they, I saw them walking together side by side. I imagine if they, they if were Kathleen holding saw hands. them holding hands and they probably were yeah did you see them giving head to each other later <laughs> yeah actually i did it wasn't as sweet 
And you know what? Um, it was Bert giving head to Ernie, which you would think it's the yeah. other way around. You really would. You really would, but yeah. you don't know what. But you didn't hang someone. around. They might have recipro- he might have reciprocated. What does that mean? Well, he might have. He might have blown him too. Yeah. Later. Oh, reciprocated. Reciprocated. <laughs> Did I say reciprocated? I, I thought reciprocated like, was some like gay so term. Like, no, like, no. I thought he was like he spit his cum into his mouth, and that's what we call no, reciprocation. No, that's, that's I thought that was like some gay legal term of. Uh, <laughs> He reciprocated. Listen, I'm going to reciprocate you. I do like reciprocated. Let's, let's just bring that word into the language. But you wanted me to tell the story of Please. the old days? Well, yeah. I, I, okay, well, I was also it. surprised at the number of snookies that we saw. There were a lot of uh, snookies uh, roaming the streets that night. Because too. Yeah. let's get frank here. Many girls look like snooky these days. That's a, what a lot of girls look like. They're a little bit chubby, but they're sexy. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, they, you know, as much as everybody hates snooky, good for her. Get your fat ass out there and be hot and get guys that want to. Like, I mean, I think she's good for her. She's I'm annoying. Right but these were mostly well, guys we dressed as right snooky, snooky, though, Dave. weren't they? Yeah, there were some. There were some dude snookies too. We saw a group of snookies. Like they yeah. were all together and they were all snookies. They travel in packs. Funny. Yeah, a pack of snookies. Would it be a pack of snookies or a gaggle of snookies? I think a horde of snookies. Jesus. A horde well, of just snookies. a horror. Yeah, a, a horror of snookies. A horror of snookies. But I do want. I, Scott what did tell you tell us? Oh, I was just gonna say when I was a kid and I first uh, came to Toronto on Halloween night, it was traditional. For uh, it's sort of like the running of the bulls, yeah. but it was the running of the drag queens, <laughs> and this is before Toronto got all. Like you know, what year would this be? This would be in the early eighties. Yeah. Uh, um, late nineties, uh, late seventies. I mean, <laughs> you were a time traveling uh, reciprocated, uh, reciprocating everyone. And then you know, before uh, before Toronto thought it was uh, before it became, I guess, uh, tolerant or whatever. And the, the, what happened was the the drag queens or everybody who was dressed up in drag on Halloween night, which was a lot of gay men, would go from one bar to another, and Toronto would gather and throw stones at them and call them <laughs> faggot as they ran from one bar to another. And, then, and it was considered very fun and exciting, and the, and the city thought it was a blast. And that's a part of our heritage. And that is that is that is what Halloween night was like. Let's go stone the queens. <laughs> but it wasn't like televised or anything like that. It oh wasn't no, like, no, it, it wasn't was just hosted thing, by a local weatherman. It was, and it was never organized. It just happened. There was a lot of the men in drag, and Toronto thought, "What's the best way to show them how much we respect them?" Let's line up along the street, call them names, and throw things at them. So it was more of a grassroots thing. It wasn't yes. like a- and I was so young that I wasn't out of the closet or anything like that. So I would be. I was on the side. I was throwing the rocks. Oh, okay. oh no! No, I wasn't doing anything terrible. But you were. But watching? I was closeted, and so I, 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 I hated myself, and so yeah. I, I never said anything. You know what? I wanted before we get into all of this uh, stuff. I. I just wanted to say it's so much fun hanging around you and having people come up to you and, and saying I've watched you since I was a kid. Is that fun though? Fun. I find you know what though because I remember the first time I met you. It was like uh-huh. do you I do you know how much you people get people get excited when they see you are like somebody that it was at that club up with. wasn't it? It was yeah. at that club mm-hmm. and I was just sitting there and all of a sudden you came and sat down and I turned and I looked and I'm like oh my god Scott Thompson is sitting next to me. And, like, um, I remember when I was a little kid, I was watching, I would watch Kids in the Hall, and you were my favorite kids in the Hall. I'm not saying that because you were sitting next to me. I had a crush on you. You did. I thought I was going to marry Scott Thompson one day, and then I found out what gay was, and Uh-oh. I realized I could only be a really good friend. Oh. <laughs> oh. But. Is that tough to hear, though, when she said, I was, when I was a little kid? Well, the little kid part's the little hard. Kid part yeah. Be, <laughs> little kid part's hard. Yeah. But, I mean, it's better than then saying. We used to play your show to the when she was in the womb. Yeah. yeah. When they say that, it's like, oh, really? Yeah, that's how we get them to sleep. But what does that, I mean, like, what does that feel like to be a person that's just like, I grew up with you and that, that has to feel good. It feels good and, and I, feel, I feel good 
And I feel old. Yeah. Right, right. But Good everybody old. gets old. Everybody gets old. But like yes, people we do. have such an, an immense amount of respect for you. And just like what you what you guys did was you brought Canadian comedy to North America. Like like it wasn't just like, oh, it's just a Canadian comedy television show. Like, I mean, SCTV started it. But I think that beyond SCTV, I just think that Kids in the Hall are just like one of the, the Canadian things. You think of Kids in the Hall, you think of Canada. Ah, oh, thank you. Well, I, I think Kids in the Hall is one of those shows that, like, that's the show that everybody references in, in Canada. It's mm-hmm. like that's what troops are sort of, sort of striving towards. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think SCTV laid a, a certain foundation. Oh, but I totally. Think, but I think SCTV took a lot from Saturday Night Live and a lot from British uh, sort of uh, sketch comedy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I think uh, Kids in the Hall, there was something about it that well, seemed I don't very, think they were very more, original. I mean, they're, they're my biggest influence. I think they're probably the biggest influence on us. But they weren't a troop the same way we were. Right. They were, more, they were an ensemble. They yeah. were sort of put together. And then you guys had— and they changed and we never changed the lineup never changed with us no one formed us we found each other we you know made the group then we closed the doors and we swallowed the key (laughs) and that ain't all and of course if we were jackass then we would shit out the key and then (laughs) we would make steve-o eat it and then we would vomit and then we would all drink the vomit together and say we are the kids in the hall forever (laughs) but we didn't grow up in this era are you glad? I think you guys grew up at a great time. I think We're, the comedy was just being able to be a little bit edgier, you know, and I think that you guys are. But luckily we did not have to eat shit. vomit or shit yeah. or anybody's bodily fluid it's to be edgy. super no. edgy now. Like, it is. The point of comedy is like, I'm going to eat this puke and that is. That's comedy. That's comedy now. I mean, who knew that Divine was such a, uh, a visionary? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's really? true. Such a, such a groundbreaking. Absolutely. When she, Divine ate that dog shit, yeah. who knew she was launching a revolution? And then she, actually, and you know what's even weird? She, I think she ate the dog shit off the ground too. Yes, it she wasn't did. just dog oh, no. shit. It came out of the dog oh, and hit right. the ground. Absolutely. And so it's like you're eating dog shit, but it's dog shit off the ground. Absolutely. At the same time. And it wasn't like they had a digital camera where they could do take after take. It, she had to get it that first take. Yeah. Because John Waters, they didn't have a lot of money. No, it was she a, did it first take. It was a one-take wonder. She's a professional. And but, it's still, to me, more riveting than the Johnny. Although I did love Jackass 3D. No. You I did. You were talking about how much you loved it. I did. I thought we, it was really funny. We are going to go, and I think Kathleen and I are going to check that out today. But I, I was, how long were the kids in the hall together before sort of uh, you, you were seen and Broadway video came and, um, and gave you guys a show? Uh, three or four years. Oh, oh, really? Okay. I thought I thought you you had as a troop that you guys were together for a lot longer than that. For well, some no, not really. We were discuss. I see. We were we we formed the group in like eighty five. I mean, well, that's when I joined. So whatever happened before me, I don't consider. I don't even know what happened. Okay. Um, and we went on, and we were on television. Our first special was nineteen eighty nine. So that's four years. Oh, okay. And so we definitely had four years of of constant performing before we went to television. And how and like it's, as far as like uh, like promoting shows and getting crowds out back then because now we just live in this world of like like right. Facebook and MySpace right. and the internet and the, so it's uh, promoting yourself and uh, your troop it's, right. it's it's a different level now and then, like how did you guys get the word out and get crowds out back posters. then it was the, all posters but I think that now that with Facebook it's just I don't even check my invites anymore because I get about. 30 a day. Oh, it's ridiculous. And isn't it's it? just like you miss so much stuff because you don't even look because I, everybody is using it. I think there needs something I else totally will come along. I totally agree with that. The invites have become I don't, I don't even look at them anymore. anymore. Yeah. I don't think it works because I don't. I don't either. Or I'll just click maybe maybe maybe, but I don't even know what it is. But I, I noticed Dave that in this show that we're doing at the uh, end of the week, you've been posting like crazy. Well, actually that's not me. That's more to the owner of the bar, Sean Duranovich, bless his heart, has been uh, postering around. It's really and quite I, something. And I told him to hit the uh, Church and Wellesley area. Right. And, 
Yes, I saw that. I told him that it hit it's that. not going to work. No, no, gay men don't come and see comedy. <laughs> Some of them I'm do. not a big, but they love no. to laugh. That's in their name. Gay no, men. not a they're comedians. They're gay. They're happy all the time, they right? Isn't know. that what gay? And I'm not. I don't really have a huge gay crowd. No. no. Okay. Oh, but fuck. you do have a you do have a huge <laughs> following of people shit. like my really don't. Okay. people that have watched you. Like I said, like people that grew up on you, like. Uh, it's it. I would come down to that show. It, it's gonna be on this Saturday at the Dominion on Queen. Is this Saturday at the Dominion on Queen? Uh, eight eight thirty start time. But it says Scott Thompson, Peter Anthony, and Lori Elliott. But, uh, but you have a really cool new thing now too. What's that? We want to we, we want to get to your book Hollow Plant. But oh, let, let's yeah. first uh, touch on uh, Beauty and the Beast. That's going to be at the uh, Elgin Winter Garden Theater. Is yeah. it in the main theater? Yeah, I don't even know. I should know which theater. The it's Winter in. Garden Theater is my favorite theater in Toronto. Is it? I don't even. Are we? Beautiful. I think we're in the Elgin. I think you're in the. Uh, you're in the bit you'd be in the big one you'd i think the so elgin. the elgin yeah. is the big one right that's yeah. what we're in it's uh yeah young street just uh south of uh, no just between dundas of, and queen between dundas and queen yeah and the uh, dates uh you are going to be a part of beauty and the beast between november 25th and january 2nd that's and right who are you playing i'm playing the dame the dame i play, I play aunt plinky <laughs> so it's a traditional role where a comedian does uh, one of the female roles. Well, it's sort of like I, I compared it to uh, like the role that Divine plays in in Hairspray, or kinda the, sort of the, uh, the, yeah, the 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 big mom that John Travolta played. Also yeah, and I am the mom. I'm the I'm the I'm, I'm the aunt to um, Bella. Okay, um, Belle, the uh, uh, beauty. Yeah, and I don't think she's even in the in, in any of the books or any of the adaptations. But they just put it put in. Put it in. Now, is, but like, was that role? Did they add more to that role? Because I didn't like when I was a I shared a movie theater right. way a million years ago. They had the Disney. Uh, Beauty and the Beast was playing at yeah. that, and so I remember seeing the movie over and over. I don't, and over is again. there an aunt in that? I don't remember. No, there it's being all an aunt. They, they, there's, there's no. There's the teapot that becomes her aunt, but she's a teapot. Yeah, no. There, there we have a, we have a spork. A spork. And, and yeah, we do have a spork. Awesome. Okay. Um, and but and there's what else? And I think there's a guy who's a, who's a guitar, um, and a mandolin or something. But no, it's all completely made up. It's you know, <laughs> it's and all what's bullshit. It gonna... It's Ross Petty, the genius of Ross Petty, and what's it going to? He just, they just, you know, and Ted Dykes directs it. They just throw in a million topical jokes, a ton of musical numbers. So no one's going to stand up and go, this is bullshit. This is not like the real Beauty and the Beast. Oh, God, no. I mean, maybe the... if a five-year-old stood up and said that, that, <laughs> that five-year-old this is bullshit! should be given their own show. Do you think, what's it going to be like performing for mostly families and things like that and kids? That'll I think be it'll be fun because there's tons of adult jokes in it. And there's lots of double entendres that fly over the kids' heads. And, yeah. um... Part of the fun of a pantomime is to to do adult humor that the kids don't get, right? And at the same time, not not alienate them. But you're trying to make the parents happy and the kids happy. And there's also a tradition in these pantomimes for the dame to kind of abuse the children. Nice. And that's that's, that's my what you want to do. You want to yeah. I mean, abusing them, smack them around, in a good way. smack them around. Yeah, I, I drag them up on stage and I mock them, and that's do awesome. A, a funny little game, and they hide under my skirts and oh, that sort of thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's fun. Can we? So uh, wait, uh, though, when is it? When is this running? It's yeah, uh, November twenty fifth to January second at the uh, Elgin Theater on uh, Young Street, uh, just north of uh, just north of Queen. And can you get tickets now? Oh yeah, Ticketmaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Beauty and the Beast. Um, I had one quick. No, back in the running of the drag queens that we. Were <laughs> Talking yes. about how uh, why, how do they run in heels? How uh, why wouldn't you just stay in one bar? It just seemed like going outside was the or was that half the excitement? I think that's part of it. I think there was a part of it that was taunting 
the good people of Toronto. Okay. There's definitely that. Like, and, and I don't really know. I mean, I was so deeply closeted and so young then, I didn't quite understand what I was watching. What was the, uh, what was the, like, when did, uh, I mean, because the Pride Day Parade, or the Pride, now it's Pride Week This is before Toronto. Gay Pride, or I know, any of those things. It was all gay shame before Yeah, that. it was all was gay Halloween shame. Was Halloween Gay Pride kind of, sort of, like when they all... Well, that's what it was. Halloween was always considered a kind of a de facto gay holiday. Right. Yeah, that's where, like, you, you could know, walk around like a woman and say, oh, no, I'm just dressing up that's for, right. for Halloween. I'm just doing this because it's Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we were talking uh, earlier at, at Boyd's show again on mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday about sort of the early uh, uh, years in Toronto. The, 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 was it the Charles Street Tavern? Yeah, at, you, uh, that's college. where you bought hash. You, you bought hash. Well, actually, you, you used to buy hash. <laughs> or the Parkside. Uh, well, there was the arcade that was right. Oh at, yeah, uh, the arcade. The arcade right beside the McDonald's that's now on the corner. Yeah. Uh, I think it, now it's like a dollar store or something mm-hmm. like that. But you, you back in the day, you'd walk past that arcade. Yeah. And you, sometimes you'd have to walk past it back and forth a number of times. Yeah. And then you'd walk past someone that would just go hash. Ash. That's, Ash. That's what they Ash. would do. Yes, it's, it's not like that anymore, is no. it? No. no. And the park side, you'd go in. Not that I smoke hash. And you'd sit down, or the the St. Charles, and there was a guy with a really kind of a weird beard. He was really skinny, and you he you would just say, just wait it out, and order yourself just a draft, like a nickel draft. Right. And he would come over and sit beside you, and he'd go, hash. You want some hash? <laughs> and then you say yes, and then you give him like the money, five bucks or whatever the hell it was, and he'd put the little hash down, you'd slide it over, you'd finish your draft, and out you'd go. That's so rem- awesome. It was. Awesome. See, I, rem- I remember... That's when drugs were sexy. That's what it was like. I feel sexy doing well, now, drugs. Now everybody... That's when drugs and homosexuality were both illegal, basically. And more exciting. Yeah, they were more exciting. <laughs> the, uh... Homosexuality is not exciting anymore. No. It's... Oh, it's boring as hell. <laughs> I know. They don't come yeah. out to comedy shows. They don't come out. The uh, but I rem- what you would do you you'd uh, wa- you'd uh, get the attention of some guy that walked past you who would be like, hash and then you'd go into the arcade and then that guy would start playing like Karate Champ or you'd start playing a video game yeah and then you'd stand beside him and then he would go one for fifteen two for twenty five and then you'd always go for the two for tw- two grams for twenty five well I mean you right? got to go for the bargain yeah you get the bargain and uh, then you'd put your money down on the video game and then he would put he would take your money then he would leave the hash there yeah. and then he would and then at some point he would go dude finish my game and then he would walk off oh. and then you would finish the rest of his video game and then you'd have your hash or you would get a like a some uh, black licorice or something like that that would black licorice. that would bubble on the end of a pin and you would Oh I did that. I definitely bought black licorice. Yeah, a couple of times and then he was like, "Why is this hash bubbling?" because you bought licorice. Everyone yeah. in the car would say to you. So Man, it was exciting. What the fuck? I am a loser. I don't yeah. know any of this. I was born in the 80s and it sucks now. You were born in the 80s. I was well 81. Isn't that scary? Wow, that is terrible. That yeah. is scary. 81 I was born in the, and uh yeah. But I never, you know what? I did. This is funny. My aunt uh, is like a pretty straight laced lady, and my mom and my aunt got a little tipsy one night, and they were talking about stuff in my ankles. Wendy, remember when we when, when I burnt my face hot knifing? Hot knifing. <laughs> like, oh my god! I've never even hot. You never hot knifed? No, you got to do that. Oh, you got to do that. Some people, and then if the knives would get too close to your chin, oh yeah, and then they would burn your chin, yeah. and then the ma- b- mistake you'd make would be let go- letting go of the knife. And then the hot knife would just dangle from your chin because it would Ow! weld to your face. I know that happened to a girl that I was going to uh, and then you high school her. with. No, no, we weren't oh. going out. She just taught me how to do hot knives, or she showed me what not to do when doing hot knives. So oh yeah, then it would just God. it would it would sting her. It would it glue to her face, and then she had this horrible scar. And then you'd get people that would just do the uh, the bathroom, uh, you know, the 
paper towel roll, uh-huh. and you'd stick the two pencils through sure. the bottom of it, and then you'd load it up with ice, and then you'd hold that, yeah. and then someone else would hold the knives, yeah. and then you'd just breathe in through the smoke, through the ice, yeah. and then they would cool down, and you then know everything what? would work out. If people of the world who are drug addicts put as much thought and effort into doing like things that were <laughs> productive to society, we'd have a pretty fucking good society. We would. Like, I had a friend, Grant, who was like the dumbest guy ever, but he could build a bong out of anything. Yeah. And I'm just like, if you just applied yourself. I know, the, 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 the botanist skills that like pot potheads have it's crazy if they, if they could somehow if i always said if the cure for cancer could also get you high oh my god it would have be it. It, we'd figure we'd it have out it. years ago because it's just i'm i'm amazing like the guys that you know that can you know can barely put together their lives but they yeah. know if you know what if i just cross section this one plant with this other plant then i will get a cross hybrid of this other, and then i'm just like mate i'm like dude why aren't you a doctor or yeah. doing something more productive other than i mean not like you know good pot is a good thing too Yes. But I want to talk about your uh, your new your it's a what is it, graphic novel graphic novel called the Hollow Planet. I, yeah. I, it's on Amazon right now, and uh, it looks. I didn't realize that it's Danny Husk. It's Danny Husk. Yes, that's amazing. It's actually the the long title is Danny Husk, the Hollow Planet, and the whole book is the whole trilogy. It's conceived as a trilogy. It's called Husk. Mm-hmm. But there are three books. It's like Lord of the Rings, but then inside there are three different books. And Lord the first, of the Cock Rings. Yes. And the first, <laughs> the whole trilogy is called Husk, and the first book is called The Hollow Planet. It's about Danny Husk, my businessman character, losing everything in his life and ending up um, a slave, a sex slave at the center of the earth and finding himself. That's, that's, uh, that's fascinating. Um, why were always why the why were businessmen always sort of sort of the uh, the people that the kids in the hall poked at? I think well, we poked at everybody, but I think that the businessmen mostly because maybe because of our own fathers, right? Or especially like maybe they didn't all have businessmen dads, but I think it's because it's it's the the road not taken. Okay, I think it was sort of like we could have been these guys and we're not. And so we constantly, constantly return to that. Because I was I always remember there was a sketch where one of one of the, I, I I don't know if it was Dave Foley, but one of one of the one of the uh, one of the guys brought home a, yeah. a, a oh, that was Kevin, can I keep him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the mother. You, you played the mom, and then can I keep him? A businessman. Kevin McDonald was man. the businessman. Yeah, that was I'm, amazing. Yeah, Kevin's the businessman, and that was the very first businessman sketch. That was Bruce, and Bruce was obsessed with businessmen. Yeah, I always found that fascinating. I love how like, they gave their business cards and they'd sniff the business cards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that amazing, brilliantly funny. Because I know that like like you know the Monty Python would always poke fun at accountants and like yeah. politicians, and then so like a, well, I think know, the authority figures. I think when we grew up, that was the authority figure the right. straight white male in a brown or gray yeah. business suit in black shoes but that I, was it and as comedians it's like people are like very very you know we're not business people at all we're not like that world no at now all. it would be a 41 year old woman who's just come from her pilates class in a power suit with her chinese girl in a ten thousand dollar stroller <laughs> that would be our businessman today updating her twitter <laughs> yeah updating her exactly twitter. updating her twitter as her little chinese girl rolls into, into the street into traffic in a ten thousand dollar stroller <laughs> not the stroller yeah. oh yeah. no that stroller cost me that and, and that baby cost me fifty thousand yeah that's seventy thousand dollars rolling right in front of you and the three of us would just be cheered look out for the stroller what about the stroller <laughs> now so somehow danny hust gets uh, transported into the center of the universe A world of the earth of the not earth. the okay. universe okay all right yeah and, uh, the center of the universe is right where you're sitting, Dave. Thank you very much. Uh, the center <laughs> of the earth. He falls through a hole. Okay. His life falls apart. He falls through a hole. He becomes a slave. 
and Q fun adventure. Okay. And there's like it's a big fantasy epic. There's giants and telepathic mammoths and a 28-foot woman and trolls and elves and there's a war and Do you think Paul Rodriguez is going to make a movie out of it? Okay. Why Paul Rodriguez? Cuz he didn't he do Sin City? Wasn't that him? He was the big guy that started the whole Aren't you thinking of Paul Rodriguez is the comedian? No. Oh. No, what's his name? Oh, you're thinking of the other Rodriguez, uh, uh, the one who made the uh, Jet Girl and Lava Boy, right? Yeah. Those movies? But he made Sin City. Wasn't it his? I'm an idiot. I don't think that's no, him, I but think, I might uh, be uh, Rod- uh, um, Robert, Rodriguez. Uh, Robert, 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 Robert Rodriguez. Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. well, that would be nice. Well, the, honestly, the truth is this was written as a screenplay. Okay. And, and uh, how involved were you in, like, did you choose the artists to yes. do the, uh, and yeah. then in the artwork? And uh, and and there's so many graphic novels that eventually become like uh, movies. Do you do you, was that's the dream? Starting this was, was to yes. Eventually I mean the, a movie? the 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 Hollow Planet started out as a screenplay. I worked on it for quite a long time. I wrote it like ten years ago. It was my idea was to write a. I wanted to write a screenplay that I. I, I wanted to write a story that I, where I didn't worry about the market or whether it could be done or any of those things. I didn't want to advance any agenda. I just wanted to have fun. I thought, I want to write something that if I was a 13-year-old boy and I found this, I'd go, oh, my God, it's the greatest thing ever. My parents can never know I'm reading it. Right. That sort of thing. So I wanted it to have that feel. I always say, that, I always say that's one of the uh, sort of the, the, the cool things about comic books because they are something like you don't have to plug them in anywhere. And it is sort of that one yeah. thing. Yeah. You can go off on your own and read it, and it can be something that you know you're experiencing on your own. And I mean, I mean, it's yeah, I mean, there's pictures and everything like that, but it's like you can there's sort of your own interpretation. Yeah, and I want it to be adult. Well. I want it to be sexy and violent, and, and and but really full of adventure. And so I did. I started writing it, and I decided that. And at that time, my career, and, and even to, even now, really. All I ever got was gay characters. That's right. all people ever gave me. Even now, I rarely get anything but boring gay role models. And you play heterosexual so well. Like Danny Husk is such well, a great my, character. He's a super alpha male. And that's why I went, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to do – am I allowed to say that? Oh, yes. fuck it? Fuck yeah. it, yeah, of We course. talked about coming and snowballing earlier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Danny is like, I thought, I'm going to just play this character because this is my favorite, my uber alpha male and no one's going to ever let me play this, so I'll do it. But then I realized after years of trying to get this movie made that nobody was going to make this movie. They would say to me, oh, it's the most original thing we've ever read, which means we'll never make your stupid movie. Okay. we gotta, uh, we got to wrap things up. Okay. But what, uh, now, where can people find Hollow Planet? And it comes out when does Hollow Planet? It comes Planet? out November 24th. Um, it's published from by Ro- Frozen Beach and IDW. Okay. And it will be available you all over the place. You can pre-order it right now on Amazon.com. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-orders. On, uh, so check out Hollow Planet. And uh, Scott will be uh, part of the Beauty and the Beast November 25th to January 2nd at the Elgin Theater. And uh, Hollow Planet, already available on Amazon.com. Check that out. And you will be at the Dominion on Queen this Saturday, yes. November the 6th, mm-hmm. uh, as a part of the East End Comedy Review. And you can uh, go and check out our uh, Facebook page. I'm going to be actually to be doing a, a ticket giveaway that we'll talk about mm-hmm. in the uh, third segment of the show. And uh, so people can go to the, our Facebook page and, uh, and win tickets. And there's posters everywhere. There are posters everywhere. All over Old Toronto. Old school posters well, everywhere. I, I want to thank you, uh, Scott, so much for coming in today and being a part of uh, Anything Goes with Darren Frost. Without the without Darren, Darren Frost. Without so the what Darren happened Frost. to Darren? He's in he's, Florida. He's with his family. Florida and his kids are driving him crazy. And he's, <laughs> he's wishing he yeah, was here right yeah, now. Yeah, trust me, he does. He does. Oh, yeah. don't well, not trust me. But trust it, me, he does. Anyways, uh, thank you, Scott, so much for coming in. And, uh, and check out uh, Hollow Planet, Beauty and the Beast, and the East End Comedy Review this Saturday. Thanks a lot. Thank you. 
bite the pillow, it's going in dry. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Hey, this is Doug Stanhope, and you're listening to Darren Frost and Friends on Anything Goes XM Radio. They're giving away puppies in the back of their van. This is Anything Goes with Darren Frost, Dave Martin, and Kathleen McGee. Oh, okay. They were. Hey, we're back from the break. We're back from the break. Fucking goddamn it! I think Dave just came. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're back from the break, everybody. Good lord. Good lord. We have K. Trevor Wilson sitting with us still. It's so exciting. Hi, guys. Uh, hey, K. Trevor. Uh, you are also going to be a part with um, uh, Scott Thompson as a part of the East End Comedy Review coming up this Saturday at the Dominion on Queen. I am indeed. Uh, five hundred Queen Street, uh, five hundred Queen Street East. Uh, go and check it out both on the Facebook event page for it and um, your local listings if you are in the Greater Toronto area. But you, we also, you know, you would never know that Dave is a producer of the show the way he goes on about no, this fucking no, show. I'm, well, I, I, yeah, I'm very, just I, very well researched. I'm I got just, to get the word out after Scott Thompson gave. Gave us the rundown about how uh, putting uh, posters up in the gay community does Wouldn't nothing because gay people don't get out and, and go and see stuff. But um, yes, they do. I think I think go and see stuff. They will for Scott Thompson. Yes, hopefully. Uh, but uh, we have uh, Kate Trevor uh, Wilson in the studio right now. Actor, um, comedian, sketch extraordinaire. Uh, also, uh, I think actually you are uh, seen in some of the promos for the score, the hockey musical. Anytime that they cut to uh, Nelly Furtado, you you are seen dancing beside her. Isn't yeah, that- uh, pretty much my uh, my bare stomach painted up with the 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 team logo of the fictional Brampton Blades uh, gets uh, quite a bit of uh, screen time. Uh, it it uh, very effectively upstages Miss Furtado. Uh, yeah, well, no, I mean, Furtata. <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to say it was smelly for taco. The, uh, the, I'm not going to say that she's been out of the limelight for a while, but it really, but I mean, when you see that one clip, your eyes are drawn towards you first, and then there's this chick uh, dancing beside you. It, it's hard not to pay attention to, like a giant pale gut with bright colors painted on it. It's, uh, it, it draws you in. It's, it's uh, a weird vortex of attention. I you know I'm always amazed at those at those big huge guys that you see at sporting events that just have no they're, they're not ashamed on any level at all of their size and, the, and they're just like this is me this is I'm gonna paint myself to their rep- life goal is to be on the jumbotron yes, yeah exactly yeah I I, uh, I admire and I'm I'm fascinated by those guys I love that did so were you a big part of scores like you could have a couple scenes I, what I, is this movie about like who thought that making a musical about hockey was gonna is this for the girls that like want to say you know I really like hockey and musicals honey let's go see this it's it's uh it's a the movie that you know everyone can enjoy the, yes the, the ladies that aren't that interested in hockey there's a musical aspect and for the men that aren't that interested in music there's a hockey aspect uh michael mcgowan the, the director uh wrote uh, and came up with the concept for the movie it was actually a lot of fun um i, I just had one day uh on the picture uh there was in, originally in the script there was two jokes uh involving a fat guy without a shirt and uh i happened to be available that day it's one of those weird situations where i didn't audition for the role they just called me up and like will you take your shirt off and can you work thursday and didn't i ask you that and you turned me down (laughs) yeah but that was in your apartment scale 
Isn't there a higher pay grade if you have to take some disrobing? But I guess that's more you know serious. I, it's different for I women. I actually but. I let my agent handle all that uh, stuff. I just I just show up, take my shirt off, get painted up, and uh, hang out with Nelly. That was actually most of my day was just sitting with Nelly Furtado and, and uh, shooting the shit with her. Crazy. And is she a good shoot shitter? She shit she was a shooter. lot of fun. I mean, uh, we're we're not that far off in age, so uh, we had a lot of you know we we talked about the music scene in uh, Toronto in the nineties and. Reminiscing about when every you know song in Canada was released by uh, an I'm Mother Earth or Our Lady Peace. And, yeah, like uh, a lot of three name bands. Yeah, or three worded bands. What uh, would you ever actually do that? Go to like a hockey game and then like and, and disrobe to support your team? Oh yeah, yeah. You've yeah. done that before? Uh, not. I mean, not recently. But yeah, I've I've done that. <laughs> I mean, now I can afford to buy a jersey, right. so I, I don't need to paint team colors all over myself. But uh, yeah, I mean. Uh, I've been shit-faced trying to get looked at on the Jumbotron at an Argos game. Yeah. I've been on the Jumbotron <laughs> a couple of times at Oilers games when we went. And my my friend grabbed my boobs on, and everyone was like, oh. But then this one lady was like, this is a family play. <laughs> yeah. This is a, a family event where you're watching guys get into the equivalent of car crashes on a, on a field. So, yeah. <laughs> or you just watch somebody shaking their jersey for the team that they like. This is my jersey. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. I bought a shirt. Yeah, I always love the mentality of, look, we won. Well, no. No, you, you didn't do anything. Yeah. You, <laughs> you drank beer and vomited in yeah. the stands. You ordered nachos and drank a pitcher of beer. Those good dudes on the field. I think <laughs> you they, did I think... nothing. Don't flip that car over. You don't deserve to. Yeah, set it on fire. The uh, Now, how long have you been doing stand-up? Uh, or, like, what was your first step into uh, doing comedy? Um, well, I mean, I, I started uh, I started as an actor when you I was like 14. were, like, 14, yeah. When I was 14 when I was a kid. I uh... And I am looking at your IMDb uh, right now, and it's... Uh, it's uh, full of a lot of good stuff. My favorite one is uh, from the TV series 1-800-MISSING. Oh, you yeah. played on the spring break episode. You played Mutt. That's right. Did you? What was, did Mutt uh, do? Uh, I, I chugged some beer out of a funnel and then uh, came up with the idea of going to uh, the hotel room of a, a girl that my uh, my buddy had a crush on. And we get there and no one answers, so we drunkenly break down the door. And discover that uh, her room's been ransacked and she's missing. <gasps> and you're and, like, somebody got here before. Us. And somebody called And then it's like, uh oh. And then the show starts. That's we, we amazing. Were the, we were the prologue to so, the episode. So you didn't have to uh, work with Vivica A. Fox I met, at all. It was the only time I've done an episodic where I I worked with no one from the main cast. Oh shit! It was just it was all we were all day players playing frat boys, and uh, it was it was a, a really fun experience because we were at this abandoned hotel. Up in uh, the north of Toronto, so it was just spooky as shit. Like, yeah. if if the rooms weren't made up for the for the set, there was like nothing in them. Ooh. And we were playing uh, frat boys, and we so we were all drinking in the scene. But on all the beers they gave us, they told us we're non-alcoholic. And then you know I'm looking at them, and they're just American. Yeah. They're just they're just slightly lesser <laughs> alcohol content. And we were slamming these for hours, and the continuity guy would kept handing us new beers. And, by the end of the show, we weren't acting drunk anymore. We were just hammered. Genuinely hammered. You have done TV movies, too. Like I love, And my favorite thing in the world is the title of a TV movie. And you have some really good ones. Like, you have uh, A Mother's Fight for Justice. Uh, uh, also known as Crash Course. Yes. Starring and- uh, Meredith Baxter Burney. Shut oh. up. From Family Ties. 
That's before she went all lesbo. But my favorite, yep. <laughs> my, um, my favorite is the the Loretta Claiborne story. Who is Loretta Claiborne? Loretta Claiborne was an American. Well, she's still alive. Uh, an American sprinter who uh, competed in the Olympics uh, for the states, but she has uh, the unique distinction of being one of the few people to compete in both the actual Olympics and the Special Olympics. Oh, my God. Uh, she's a mentally handicapped Is that right? Uh, Are you allowed to do that? <laughs> I thought it's one or the other. That, you, no. can't, you can't be going around if, doing if both Olympics. If your uh, athletic prowess... Uh, like an IQ test? And they can, you can be in both. <laughs> on a good day, you're this. And on a good day, you're the regular no, no, I think we know, uh, having uh, spoken with athletes over the years, that... You, you don't need to pass an IQ no. test to no, compete in the Olympics. The best thing on TV is an interview with a <laughs> hockey player. So we, uh, we went out on the ice, we skated, and we put we, the We uh, tried really the good and put the puck in the net. <laughs> yeah, I think what we got to do is uh, put the puck in the neck more. Yeah. I think it was good. I think it, I think it was good. The uh, I got, uh, but you enjoyed your one eight hundred missing experience. It was it was a blast. I mean, it was. I, I always have fun. Uh, I mean, it's. I, I still get excited every time I do stuff like this like i i've i've always been a fan of entertainment and i've always loved you know acting and comedy and all this stuff so for me it, it's still a thrill you know even though i've been doing it for I mean, 15 years i i'm i enjoy every second that i get to do it well there i mean there there is that aspect too that i mean every day that you show up on set there isn't a day that's going to be like exactly like the next day and so there is something exciting about that. I remember, I think I was, I got to be a cop on 1-800-Missing once. And it was, <laughs> it was on an episode with the, Macy Gray was on it. Oh, wow. And I guess they had to do a number of takes for Missy, Macy Gray. And she wasn't the, I think acting is definitely not her thing. And so when we were going to lunch, uh, a couple of the, the cameramen and the crew guys get into the same minivan that we're in. And I hear one of the, this is after working with Macy Gray, uh, one of the uh, the cameramen turns to the other guy and goes, Oh my God! And I've worked with Mr. T before, <laughs> which was sort of like because I mean there was the, there was a show for a while uh, in Toronto called TNT that they would shoot yep. here where uh, where Mr. T was a lawyer and uh, and he would get his lawyer on and uh, and he would uh, I don't know I, I don't even remember watching uh, TNT but I just thought that was always funny that Mr. T's the lawyer. <laughs> I thought he was like he, he worked for the lawyers like an investigator. He, yeah. he was like like Matlock's buddy that did That's all possible. the sneaking around for him. That was Mr. T's. <laughs> he job. was like their huggy bear or their. They're, they're men on the street. Uh, one of the other things, uh, you, we uh, I got to run into, uh, Kate Trevor, uh, were you on a, a comedy records tour out east with uh, uh, Barry Taylor, who's a, a friend of the show, and he does... Uh, we just did a record taping with him on Thursday. At the comedy bar. And, uh, Barry's uh, a great guy. And, and he, uh, Matt O'Brien, who and he does, uh, won XM's. Yeah, uh, uh, Barry's uh, involved uh, here at uh, XM as well, and then Matt O'Brien, who won the uh, the funniest... Uh, the the Guy contest, Canada's next top comedy. The Canada's next XM's top internet comic comedy contest. That's the one. Yeah. And the, so, what, how did you find? Had you been out to the East Coast before? Uh, I used to go out there every year when I was a kid. My best friend moved out there, so I used to go uh, to visit all the time. But I, this is my first time out there for business purposes. Uh, it was a blast. Uh, we, I like we, how comedy is a business purpose. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> you, were, you were out there for shows. I was getting paid to, to be there, and I I, I love the uh, the East Coast. It's such a it, it's a Unique area in Canada because there's a lot of horny bitches out there. <laughs> I'm serious. You had a status update. That, what did you say? That like he there's didn't like say a, horny bitches, but, but he said there's like two girls for every guy. Like well, the Beach we Boys were at, songs. We were at uh, Mount Saint Vincent University, which is like a, a, a four or five to one girl boy ratio. Yeah, it was originally Canada's first uh, all women's university, and then they integrated in the 70s. They finally and, let those boys in. Well, it's funny. The girls at the Mount St. Vincent were talking about how they all suffer from what they call mount goggles, 
which is that their uh, their options for men are so limited, are so slim that they're just yeah fucking these dudes that they don't really like. And oh then man, they leave the. Dave's like, how can I get into out, this school? What the fuck am I doing here? They find out they've been slumming it for the past four years, and they're like, oh my god, that's what men look like. And I didn't know that they weren't supposed to be cross-eyed and bleeding pus from their faces. <laughs> hey, that's just that's, bad acne. That's your world, Kathleen. The, the, the that's dudes, my world. The, the, the dudes at Mount Saint Vincent were, were plenty nice as well, but the, you know the girls did com- where like their options are limited. Did, you get, only... did you get a, one of the Mount Saint Vincent? girls uh, to give you a hummer in I the don't know alley. how we managed to do this but we went to the the university with the highest population of women and ended up at a sausage party of course after the show amazing watching guys play a game where they see who can throw their beer bottle to the farthest Oh, I love those parties. Was that, was that an indoor party, or that had to be outdoors? Uh, it, was, it was, you know, it, we were flowing back Down and hallway, forth okay. between a, a whole bunch of students all live in a series of townhouses on the same strip. Well, we, when we were out, uh, when, when the <coughs> Darren and uh, Christoph Davidson and myself were out uh, in uh, St. John's, we, there was, we went to one bar and we seriously looked on the dance floor, and there was about, I'd say, about like forty, maybe forty-five women on the dance floor, and there was like seven guys. And it was just ridiculous. Like, the girl-guy ratio is insane. That's the yep. East Coast. Like, it, it's just all because all the dudes are gone out west to work. I'm not even kidding you. They're all well, working and earning a buck. Earning I a buck. Know. And the ladies are drinking and having fun like we should. And, and they're getting scooped up by the out-of-towners. By the guys who like are like, really? I can get laid in this town. There's yeah. an amazing, uh, I picked up an amazing like sense of alpha male syndrome when I was out in the East Coast. And there's there's a lot of a lot of you know swelling of chests and and bumping into you and you know just uh, trying to establish their status and then but at the same time that you know these guys will have no problem fighting you but it doesn't it has nothing to do with whether they like you or not they'll you can get into a fight with a guy and then drink beers with them all night afterwards. Yeah. Well, that was that's what's shitty about getting into a, uh, getting into almost getting into a scrap with someone you know, on St. George Street or in Newfoundland. It was just like a uh, you know, you you'd get almost get into a fight with a guy in one bar and there would be a very good chance that you'd run into that same guy in the, yeah, next, bar, the next bar and it just started all over again or you just decide, "Well, we're going to start drinking now." I yep. had to st- I was on tour uh, out there with Matt Bill and Derek again and like nothing they weren't being obnoxious everyone was just drinking, but I I'm not kidding you. I stopped two fights like within this span be- just because they commented that one of the guy had an eye patch and they called him like a pirate. And he goes, "What'd you call my friend?" And it was like, "We don't want to fight." The uh, now, so the the shows that you did out, out east, and do are you one of the, are you one of those guys that like it almost looks forward to the party afterwards? And were you hoping it was going to be some like you'd get dragged off to some sorority house or some crazy oh, you know frat party? I constantly like- dream of being dragged off to some sorority house. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I write letters about it. Now, um, it's... Dear Penthouse. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought it would happen to me, but while touring out on the East Coast... I mean, yeah, uh, I'm also... Uh, I mean, I, I love the, the after party, but I'm also, I am also also like coming home with my paycheck. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, the, the, there's a certain amount of, of drinking I'll do, but, you know, uh, when I was doing... I did a sex, drugs, and comedy tour with Brian O'Gorman and Ryan Denis and Dave Merhaj years ago, and... And they nicknamed uh, Denis and I Mom and Dad because after the shows, Denis and I would go back to the you know motel and drink free beer, and Mirage and O'Gorman would go off and party all night. And then I'd take their phone numbers and, and pick them up in the morning so that we could get on to the next town. And uh, as much as I love drinking and as much as I love women, I also love uh, sleep and uh, being able to afford rent. 
Exactly. And not having your laptop stolen by some dirty whore, right? And not having my laptop stolen by some dirty whore. See, yes. that's what guys on the road have to worry about. Girls on the road have to worry about, well, will the headliner be able to identify my body? That is what <laughs> we have to worry about. I was like, it was like a last, probably one of the last college gigs that I ever did. Uh, I was like, oh man, oh, I hope that we're going to, it's going to be a crazy party afterwards. And then of course, like just like two dudes come up to like myself and the other guy I was with it was like, hey man, you want to come back to our dorm and we'll party and we'll smoke pot and we'll drink. And it was like... Uh, no, I think always the the anticipation of the party is always a lot more exciting than what's going to actually be there for the it, most part. It really is, and and I mean also you're uh, as you know eventually the coolness of you being the comic wears off, and you're just the guy who doesn't know anyone at the party. Right. Yeah. After a while, and uh, you know when when there's only so much there's only so much you you can uh, stomach after yeah that. You, you, you don't want to be one of those jackoffs that has like a, a that's wearing a t-shirt that says exactly who they are and what they did to deserve to be at the party it was like no you don't realize a couple of hours ago I was a fucking rock star yeah. and now I'm just yeah. going out here at your shitty place it is crazy being on the east coast so there's a lot of drinking like I'm from Alberta and there like a, there is a lot of drinking there too but I had a kidney infection after I got home from because I drank so much the, uh, and I was so sick <laughs> And uh, it, it might have been sexual. What killed related, us was the donairs because so. everyone was pushing the donairs on us. And did after you the, have egg roll donairs? We, we had uh, we had like we had the you know, first night we just had donairs. Then we had a pizza that was glazed in donair sauce oh. and then donair poutine. And by day three, my farts hurt. Like, that's, <laughs> that's how bad it was. Like we passed gas, and I'm pretty sure that meat is mostly fiberglass. But you know you why can, they're you can see your farts in the air like black <laughs> wavy lines. But coming you, in. I know why they're proud of it because uh, Alberta had donairs too, and and you come out here and they're. They're like, well, no, they're swarm. I'm like, no, that is not a donair, you assholes. Well, what made me laugh is, <laughs> is frosting they put on that shit. Is they were trying to advertise the donair as fine Lebanese cuisine, and I was like, don't you <laughs> dare insult the beautiful Lebanese people like that by lumping your crappy East Coast abortion Listen, of a sandwich. Listen, we have Alberta listeners, and they know what a donair is. We have East Coast listeners, and I think you guys are just a little too Toronto centric that you don't enjoy the donair that much because well, it is I amazing. I like it in doses. Yeah, like, I, you know, like, I'll go down to, like, I'll have my donair, and I'm like, oh, I forgot how much I like to donair. But when you eat them for three days in oh, a yeah, row. Oh, yeah, three days in a row. But did you have the donair egg rolls? That's what I need no, to know. No, I did not have the I just about, egg rolls. I, it was like, I don't need to have sex anymore because I've had a donair egg roll. No, um, I, these are amazing. I think you still need to have sex. Well. Not you personally. How but. do you eat donair <laughs> egg rolls? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't think sex should stop at a donair. Um, I want, we wanted to get, uh, I don't know, we, we have to wrap things up, because. Uh, but we wanted to talk about uh, you know political activism on Facebook and how bullshit we think it oh is. Oh, my but. God. I've been having fun just uh, skewering people on Facebook Can I explain what week. you did? I love go, it. Go right ahead, yeah. This week, Rob Ford was elected in Toronto. You hate it, you love it, it doesn't matter. Everybody had a huge opinion on Facebook. I personally was getting sick of the people that were like, "Hey, let's get let's um, let's uh, move out of Toronto now because it's Rob Ford." That's bullshit. You're well, gonna move out of a city because a goddamn politician. And you actually took on a lot of these people who were bitching for no reason. They haven't even seen anything he's done. It was behavior we would chastise our children for. Exhibiting. It was embarrassing. Like- it was just child, childish, childish. You know, like the same people that that are uh, complaining about uh, bullying and how it's uh, you know leading to suicide are the same people going on the internet lambasting a man and calling him a big fat 
stupid fuck. No, yeah. it, it, it definitely seems like we've like turned into like a whole group of like left wing Rush Limbaugh cunts that just that almost want Rob Ford to fail. You know how like Rush Limbaugh for a while he wanted Obama to fail just because he did. It's like, but I mean that whole like, hey, democracy really sucks when it doesn't go in your direction. And don't go, don't, don't whine and bitch oh, at obnoxious. the guy that happened to get more votes. And just and my whole thing is like, pl- I love political activism, but maybe you know leave your house. Don't like you know don't lock your door in the safety of being in front of your computer and bitch on Facebook. You but know? that's what I said. I changed my status to say, you know, if I'm sick of people saying they want to move out of Toronto, Toronto is an amazing city. It's not going to change. I don't think it's going to change that much. And then if you're going to bitch about it, I hope you get off your ass and go down to City yeah. Hall and sit in some of those meetings and have your say and don't do it all by Twitter and Facebook. And I, that is I, what... I, I definitely agreed with that. I believe I liked that statement. Yeah, I think you liked on, it too. Uh, on Facebook. I think we have uh, to... I posted that, you know, I'm not pro-Ford, but I'm anti-childish griping. And Thank it's just, you, yeah. uh, it's, it, and it really is just childish. Like, you know, if, if you're going to, if you're going to post about the issues, that's fine. But, but, you know, talking about an 11 year old DUI and, and pot, you know, possession charge. Who doesn't charge, have that? Like, <laughs> I know I do. 11 years ago, I was 18. Yeah. You know, I am not proud of a lot of stuff I did 11 years ago. There's politicians that have been, like, disgusting pigs compared to this, but, yeah. Anyway, yeah. we got to well, wrap it we, up, I think. As far as I know, he up. hasn't killed anyone, so he's better than the Kennedys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody oh, loved you. the Kennedys. Of course we did. Um, <laughs> all right, okay. Uh, we got to wrap things up now. I want to thank uh, K. Trevor Wilson for coming in and uh, thank being you for having a part of the show today. I want to thank uh, Scott Thompson, and I believe you can Find Scott Thompson at scottthompson.com or yeah. uh, just look him up on the internet. Pre order his book on Amazon. Pre order his book right now. And uh, go check out uh, Hockey uh, Score, the hockey musical. Watch uh, for K. Trevor's Pit Watch Billy. for K. Trevor. And, uh, you can't miss and, it. <laughs> and check out uh, both uh, Scott Thompson and K. Trevor Wilson at the East End Comedy Review this Saturday, The Dominion on Queen. And if you want to find uh, Kathleen on the internet, uh, she is at, uh, you can find her on Facebook. She yeah, has fan you pages. You can find me. And, uh, you can group, send me messages. Group pages. Yeah, you can find me at uh, DaveMartinWorld.com. Darren Frost, always at ComedyWhore.com. If you have any uh, question, comment, questions, comments, or concerns, uh, you can uh, dial us up and leave us a voicemail at uh, 1-877-XM-LAUGH. Or our email address is laughattack at xm.ca. Thank you guys so much for listening this week. We will be back next week with our guest, Peter Anthony. Darren Frost will be uh, here again. And uh, thank you. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye.